The Chargers showed a lot of toughness and grit in their loss to the San Francisco 49ers, but let me be clear, there are no moral victories in football. You are Locked On Chargers, your daily podcast on the Los Angeles Chargers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up and welcome into the Lockdown Chargers podcast. I'm your host, Daniel Wade, joined as always by my co-host, David Drogemeyer. And we've been covering the Chargers together now for six seasons, but this is our fifth season as a host of the Lockdown Chargers podcast, bringing you your team every day. Thank you guys so much for making this your first listen to make sure you never miss the show. Go subscribe to the Lockdown Chargers YouTube channel and also follow the show for free on all platforms wherever you get your podcast from. And David, it's a big one today. We're getting into our buy or sell, looking at the biggest Chargers storylines after another tough game and a loss to the 49ers. And first, I want to talk about moral victories. Brandon Steely talked about it a little bit. Can the Chargers feel good about a loss to the 49ers, given what their you know circumstances were in that game? And we'll also talk about if injuries were indeed the biggest reason that the Chargers did lose that game to the 49ers on Sunday Night Football and maybe potentially getting Keenan Allen and Mike Williams back against the Kansas City Chiefs, and if this Chiefs game feels like a must-win game for the Chargers to make the playoffs. But today's episode of Lockdown Chargers is presented by Prize Picks. Prize Picks is daily fantasy made easy. Pick two to five players, and if they score more or less than their Prize Picks projections, you can win up to 10 times your money on your entry. First-time users can receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100 with the promo code LOCKDOWN. That's prizepicks.com, promo code LOCKDOWN. And David, there was some... Moral victory talk with Brandon Staley after the game in his post-game press conference, and he wasn't buying it. So my question to you is, with the Chargers circumstances, with the injuries they face coming into it, with just how loaded that San Francisco 49ers team is, do you agree with Staley or the buy-or-sell is this? The Chargers should be able to take a moral victory away from the game against the 49ers. I'm selling it completely. I'm sorry, but moral victories don't count for anything. I mean, they don't help you win the win column. I think what you can look at this and say is there's a few things from this 49ers game that you can definitely be proud of and be happy about. The, some positive trends, some some things that you can take away and say, hey, these are things that hopefully we can multiply going forward. But as far as moral victories are concerned, no, I, I don't believe in moral victories. Uh, ultimately, they don't really mean anything. This is what Staley had to say about it. We didn't come in here to get a pat on the back for playing hard. That's not what this league's about. We came here to win tonight. The effort and the toughness of our team was good enough, and that's what I was looking for. Yeah, I mean, that's that checks out to me. I, I mean, I, I feel the same way. I'm definitely selling it because the thing is, is like me and you were talking about before the show, like it, it's great. It's nice to see young players, nice to see backups and players coming in yeah. having to play more snaps than they're used to and competing with one of the best teams in the NFC for sure in this game yeah. and a fully loaded San Francisco 49ers defense for the most part. That was a positive, and there's definitely positives to take away. I thought we maybe were a little harsh on the Chargers yesterday because I picked them to lose by 10 points, right? And we're saying, yeah. hey, they should have won. They should have. But at yeah. the same time, they were undermanned. They never really should have even been in this game. They did a lot. We knew they had to play a perfect game in this one to get a win, and they yeah. just weren't able to do that. But the reason they had you know, such a small margin for error is because – of how many different injuries they had going into it. And we'll talk about the injuries and their kind of, you know, the factor they had on this game. But at the same time, to me, David, it's more about just tangible things that you can take forward because yeah, yes, you, you can be like, Hey, we, we fought hard. We did all these things. We were tough. We were gritty, all those things. 
but that's not going to win you the game against Kansas City Chiefs, right? It might right. keep you close, and they might not get you blown out. But the Chargers just need some dudes to come back at a certain point. And that's a hard thing about moral victories. It's like, hey, just winning or just being close to the 49ers doesn't give you more confidence that, oh, hey, we can go beat the Chiefs on Sunday night football this weekend. Like at a certain point, you just need more people. Well, and Daniel, like we were also talking about before we started recording here is is the Chargers have expectations this year. And, right. you know, they, they just don't have you know, the, the situation where they can accept a moral victory and be happy about it with the team that they assembled. You know, it's just not something that they can afford to do right now. They're are supposed to be doing bigger and better things. So no moral victories from, from this game. And yes, the injuries have definitely played a factor, but how much of a factor? That's the question. Exactly. And I mean, let's buy or sell this. I mean, Joe Lombardi took a lot of heat and deservedly so, especially for how that second half played out. I mean, running the ball as much as they did on first down. Just feel it felt like he didn't really give the offensive chance, and they needed every chance they could get with the injuries that they had. But this is the buy or sell. The Chargers' injuries were actually the biggest reason that they lost to the 49ers. Yeah, I, I mean, I think it's really easy to say that it, it is the biggest reason. I mean, because the, there were some very significant injuries. It's really, really hard to go up against that team without having your number one wide receiver and your number two wide receiver, your top tackle, you know, even your backup tackle. I mean, it, it's a... Uh, you know, it's a really, really tall task, but no, that is not the reason why. So I'm selling it. The, the reason why the Chargers lost this game is because they couldn't get off the field on third and long on defense, and they had really ineffective play calling on first down, like you just mentioned. I mean, those repeated one, you know, two yard runs, the negative one yard runs on first down were not working. And it just, you know, it was a large reason why there was a lot of drive killers. They were killing the drives before they could get started because they weren't passing to set up the run. And I think that's something they really needed to do. And they did not in this game. Yeah. I, I mean, I think I'm buying it from the perspective of, I mean, the chargers just in the end, didn't have enough horsepower. They didn't have enough firepower offensively to put up enough points against this defense. I mean, yeah, that was a little bit fluky in the first half. You get three points off a block punt. And you also get three points off a of fumble recovery. It's not like the offense lit up the scoreboard. They scored 10 points basically on their own yeah. in the first half. And it was a beautifully orchestrated drive. But the 49ers defense buckled in. Like as much yeah, as, you know, did. Joe Lombardi definitely played a huge factor in at least not being able to produce one, maybe two scoring drives in the second half. It was always going to be tough. It, yeah. it, it was going to be a tall task for this team especially because you you ended up missing Gerald Everett. And that's what we talked about a little bit yesterday because at that point, yeah. your biggest offensive skill players right then, Austin Eckler and Josh Palmer, that's pretty much it. That's not enough to go up against that 49ers defense. And the reason I say it maybe is the biggest reason they lost to the 49ers is just because if you're telling me those situations are playing out almost identically and then you're telling me that the Chargers have Joey Bosa, like the 49ers had Nick Bosa, the Chargers had Keenan Allen and Mike Williams, right? And Donald. Yeah, Barham yeah, they probably win that game. Yeah, they probably win that game. I don't think they get shut out in the second half. You know no, what I mean? And yeah. maybe they even score more and are able to capitalize on more of those opportunities in the first half. Yeah, it's a great doesn't point. Mean they, yeah, it doesn't mean they shouldn't have done it. They still right. could have. But right. the margin for error was so small that like, even thinking, oh, hey, they should be able to do these things was going to be a tall task for this team. That's a really, really good defense who's finally yeah. getting healthy, even though they were missing still a couple of key guys. It doesn't matter. I mean, the Chargers offense just didn't have enough juice because the protection started falling apart at the end. And the things that worked for the Chargers in the first half, they either didn't go back to or just straight up didn't work in the yeah. second half. And, and this is not to take any blame away from Joe Lombardi. Joe Lombardi had a tough, almost impossible kind of 
game plan to set up for this game with the guys that he had, right? Then you lose Gerald Everett. Yeah, you're missing your starting right and left tackle. That makes a difference. You're missing your top two receivers and your only speed threat receiver. That makes a difference. You're missing Josh Kelly. You can't run the ball at all. He has been your best rusher so far this year in a small sample size. I think if the Chargers are healthy, I think they win that game. And that's not to make an excuse for them. Daniel Popper did put out a great article with uh, excuses as opposed to explanations. I hate excuses. This Chargers injuries team, a season for the Chargers, who have been one of the most injured teams ever, at least since the year 2000. Yeah. Like, this might be the worst, (laughs) which is crazy to say. But, like, I think they win that game if they're fully healthy or even just have half of the guys back and and have half of those contributors. Because that's not even to talk about Tito, right, losing two defensive tackles and only being down to three (sighs) who had to play the rest of the entire game. You think that has a factor in the game when the 49ers ran for 107 yards in the second half? 100%. Oh, yeah. 100%. Yeah. The good news is the Chargers might have some reinforcements coming back maybe sooner than expected. And potentially Keenan Allen and Mike Williams could both be back this week for a giant game against the Kansas City Chiefs. So we're going to talk about that and if this kind of just feels like a must-win game now coming up right after this. But first, I need to tell you guys about my favorite daily fantasy site. And, of course, I'm talking about Price Picks. Right now, guys, if you're looking for Price Picks projections that you can select this week, you can find the Chargers game already. You can go Justin Herbert more than or less than 260 and a half passing yards or Austin Eckler more or less than 42 and a half rushing yards. That's what Price Picks is. That's what changes it from a lot of daily fantasy sites where, you know, you just don't know what you're going against. You're just picking players and hoping they're better than the players you don't know you're going against on the other sides with Price Picks. You pick two to five players, and if they score more or less than their Price Picks projections, you win, and not only do you win, you can also win up to 10 times your money on any entry. It's not just the NFL. You can go NBA, you can go NHL, golf, MMA, even college football. There's a ton of choices at Price Picks and a ton of projections you can go against. So make sure you guys download the Price Picks app or go to pricepicks.com to sign up and play daily fantasy sports today. First-time users can receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100 with the promo code Locked On. If you deposit $100, Price Picks will give you $100. If you deposit $50, Price Picks will give you 50. Don't forget to enter the promo code uh, locked on to sign up for an instant deposit match up to $100. I also need to tell you guys about something <laughs> that I really, really am fond of, and that is Simply Safe Home Security. It's something that I thought about doing for a long time getting home security for my home, getting cameras and things like that for my home. What I didn't know is what I was always going to see because I mean, with Simply Safe, you're getting peace of mind when you're gone you know that you can check in on the hd camera set up at your house at any time remotely from your phone and right now guys they have a huge special going on that you guys can take advantage of right now locked on chargers listeners can order the number one rated simply safe home security system for 50 percent off this is their biggest offer of the year and you won't want to miss it especially because you don't ever know what you're going to see with your cameras because i also found out this week with my simply safe cameras that my dog was eating my favorite t-shirt. So I had to change up the wardrobe again today a little bit this week. So that's great when your dog five years in decides that they want to start eating your favorite t-shirts. But with Simply Safe, you get whole home security with advanced sensors for every room, window, and door, HD security cameras for inside and out, smarter ways to detect motion that alert you only when a threat is real and even has hazard sensors that detect fires, floods, and other threats to your home. I mean, this is something I love use every single day and just gives me the peace of mind, especially when I'm not home. So make sure you guys don't miss your chance to save big on the only security system that I recommend. Get 50% off any new Simply Safe system at simplysafe.com slash locked on NFL. This is their biggest discount of the year, guys. So make sure you don't wait. That's simplysafe.com slash locked on NFL. There's no safe like Simply Safe. 
All right, David, well, we do need to get into the rest of our buyer cells here, including a very nice buyer cell. We'll see kind of how we answer it here. But Brandon Staley has said that Keenan Allen and Mike Williams will be back at practice this week. To what capacity? He doesn't know yet. But just getting them both on the field is obviously a huge step in the right direction for the Chargers, who have been missing them dearly over the last few weeks. And now they potentially could get them back, fingers crossed. But the buy or sell is this. Both Keenan Allen and Mike Williams will play Sunday night football against the Chiefs. First of all, hallelujah. <laughs> hallelujah to the fact that the we are finally getting an opportunity to see Keenan Allen light at and the end of the Mike tunnel. Williams yeah. on the practice field at the same time for the first time since pretty much week one. So first of all, yes, very, very excited about that. Unfortunately, I'm going to sell it um, because I have to see Keenan Allen practice every single day this week. And I don't know if we're going to see that. And I just don't know if they're willing to put him out there this time until they know he is 100%. And they shouldn't, you know, they, they definitely cannot afford to play around with this. If there's any kind of, you know, discomfort or any kind of just feeling that is not quite there yet, you can't push it. I do feel a lot better about Mike Williams's propositions of playing. He looked like he was doing a pretty, you know, thorough workout before the San Francisco game. He looked like he was in good spirits, looked like he was in good shape. I think there's a good chance that we do see Mike Williams back. I'm a little bit more hesitant to say that we'll see Keenan Allen back with it. I would love to see it. I just don't know how confident I am that we are going to see it. So, yeah, I'm going to sell it. Yeah, I mean, that's why I made it both of those dudes, too, just because I think that's the tough thing, because I do think we'll see Mike Williams back. I mean, I think they didn't put him on injured reserve for a reason, yeah, right? And that was to hopefully get him back within the four-week time frame that he'd have to be out if they put him on injured reserve. And he just seemed like he's in really good spirits. Like, when you talk to Keenan Allen about it, I mean, it's just, you never really get good vibes off what he's telling you, right? It's almost always bad news. There's some anguish there, for sure. Definitely. Yeah. And the one thing is, too, with Mike Williams, we've seen him fight through stuff. We've oh, seen yeah. him come back from injuries you know, he's you know, really and, and be dude. able to rehab yeah. 100%. So I think with him, especially since it's an ankle, right, a lot different than a hamstring, which oh, yeah. is much more, you know, I think fragile, at least in the recovery process, me saying as a sports doctor, but yeah. at least just in Volatile. my experience. Yeah, yeah. 100%. I, I think Mike Williams plays. I have no confidence that Keenan Allen plays. At this I hope point. We'll so. Right. We hope, I, we hope to see him. Well, who I am hoping really, really plays is Gerald Everett, who is officially day to day from Brandon Staley. But the biggest reason for me is because we had to watch Trey McKitty and the Trey McKitty experiment really unfold last week against the 49ers on Sunday Night Football. So the buyer sell is this Trey McKitty, the Chargers second year tight end is not ready for meaningful snaps on this offense. Yeah, I'm going to buy it. Unfortunately, it just he, he just doesn't seem very comfortable out there running routes. He, you know, he doesn't feel comfortable out there in space. He had a pretty much a guaranteed touchdown yeah. where Justin Herbert hit him in stride. He drops it. I mean, that was no, that, that was a killer. You know, that was just really deflating there. And the unfortunate thing is, is we've seen that before. Yeah. You know, it's just not a pass catcher that you feel very confident in. And so that's, you know, the reason why I, I have to buy it because and also the other thing is, is he was brought in here, Daniel, to be a blocking tight end. That's the thing. And that has regressed this year. I mean, and I think that has had a negative impact on the rushing offense. So those two things are not working in Trey McKitty's favor, unfortunately. And this, the really sucky thing is, is like there's a ton of 
you know, receiving tight ends who have been better blockers this year than Trey McKitty has, who is supposed to be that, you know, hard-nosed guy. We knew when he came in, he was a little undersized. He was going to have to gain some weight, going to have to gain some strength. Yeah. He was never meant to be the focal point of the Chargers passing attack, and I think they felt good about that, knowing that they had Donna Parham and Gerald Everett. Well, Donna Parham's out of the picture for the foreseeable future. We'll see if he comes back this year. I mean, I wouldn't be bullish on it, considering the timeline that's gone on with him so far. Trey McGiddy's not ready to play on this offense. I'm fully, fully selling that or buying the fact that he's not ready for it, I guess. Two drops and seven catches so far this year. I mean, even if it's not a touchdown, he dropped the easiest 30-yard reception he's ever going to have in his life. You know, and and it's just one of those things where if he was a dominant, butt-kicking, tight end, blocking, it would be different, and you could definitely argue the upside there. He just hasn't, and that's what he Mm -hmm. was brought in to do, and that's he's just been – really really poor and run blocking this season and has really derailed a lot of runs that had chances to be successful but i have one more buyer sell i want to get into here before we get into the end of the show and it is this game coming up against the kansas city chiefs we know it's a huge game is it a must win for the chargers to make the playoffs or it is a must win to make the playoffs are you buying or selling that yeah so with this one i think this is one of the three games you know on the schedule that i see that are going to be really really difficult games to win you know this kansas city chiefs game the miami dolphins game and the tennessee titans game i think of the eight games that are remaining those three are extremely difficult so if the chargers are able to go five and three in those games that's you know them losing to the kansas city chiefs you know that that just doesn't give them a lot of wiggle room but they'd have you know they'd have to go five and three to finish at 10 and seven and i think that's probably the bare minimum uh you know win requirement to be able to get to the playoffs so i don't you know i don't think it's a must win so yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna sell the fact that it's a must win but it does make your propositions of getting to the playoffs a lot more difficult and you do have less wiggle room this would be a huge one if they're able to get this win it would be fantastic because it isn't an in-division AFC West win. And, you know, those games, those wins count as double. Yeah, I mean, it would give you a chance to go 5-1 and one inside the division, which would yes. be awesome, obviously. Be great. But if the Chargers lose this game, they're 5-5, five and five, right? That means you yeah. got to go 5-2 and two down the stretch. I agree with you. The Dolphins and Titans, those are the two games. And, okay, let's count those as losses, right? Let's right. count this game as a loss coming up against the Chiefs. That's your seven losses to get to 10 wins, right? Mm-hmm. Which means you'd have to go undefeated against the Cardinals, Raiders, Colts, Rams, and Broncos. I like the Chargers in each of those individual matchups one-on-one, yeah. and they had a great. They would have a good chance to win each of those games. Yes. Winning all five of those games, I don't have any confidence in that. Yeah. But that's the thing. <laughs> to me, I think for the Chargers to make the playoffs this year, they need to win one of those three games, whether it's yes. the Chiefs, whether it's the Dolphins, whether it's the Titans, to give them the wiggle room needed to make the playoffs towards the end because crazy stuff can happen. They will lose one of those five games. Mark my words. I think they need to win one of those big three games we don't think that they can win right now. So yeah, this necessarily isn't a must-win game, but I do think the Chargers must win one of those three games if they do that to put themselves in a great position to win. It's going to be tough, though, because every single week we're adding names onto the injury report. And this week the Chargers lost Atito Abonia. (sighs) <sighs> and Christian Covington for the season after losing Austin Johnson for the season last week. So we're going to talk about the improved Chargers run defense being heavily deflated by a couple more guys headed to the injured reserve list, reserve list and some defensive things coming up right after this. But much more important topic, Bill Barr has come out with a ridiculous list of new flavors that I've been thinking about this entire show. I can't believe I've held it together long enough. These are the new flavors at Built.com, the best protein bar on the planet. Cookie dough topper. Coconut brownie bar, 
coconut brownie topper. Now, I know those all sound delicious, and they are, because you can actually get a mix box and get all of these new flavors. You know, there's a pro tip for you. The holiday flavors are out. I'm talking white chocolate peppermint granola. It's built to take on the granola bar, and it's much more filling and insanely tasty. And candy cane brownie. The holidays are here, folks. It's time to get in on it because Built Bar has the best tasting protein bars on the planet that are also great for you. If you want to feel like you're eating a candy bar while also getting something that fits on your diet, if you're trying to find the unicorn of food land, you go to Built.com, get you something that tastes good and is also good for you because they have 17 grams of protein, shockingly low sugar and calories, only 130 calories while also being low on carbs as well. They're great for keto diets and whatever diet you're on pretty much for the most part. The magical time is now, guys. Make sure you guys go to Built.com and try out all of these new flavors. Get that mix box. Find out which one is your favorite. you got to try this. Go Get 15% off your guys' order. You can even save some money right now since you listen to this show. Go to Built.com. Use the promo code LOCKEDON15 to save 15% off your order. Well, let's continue this buy or sell here, David, with some good and some bad from this last game. Let's start with the good. Let's make it you know a little easier on people. And I think the good... One of the silver linings from this game was the Chargers run improvement. But no, you know what? We have to start with this. I mean, the Chargers lost two dudes, you know, two more dudes yeah. on the defensive line. You lost to Tito Abonia, who honestly s- surpassed my expectations of him coming out of UCLA. I, would, as I agree. I'm pick. co-signing as well. Yeah. He was at least very tough to move out of the way. And, and yeah. I think you could see why the Chargers wanted to, you know, bring him in and to develop him. Because, I mean, yeah. even just the improvements he's made since training camp to where we've seen him before he got injured. Big. Huge. He is a ruptured patella tendon. He's out for the season. Christian Covington has a torn pectoral. He is likely out for the year in Brandon Staley's words. Just you just lost Austin Johnson last week. <laughs> Maybe yeah. addition by subtraction, but definitely a subtraction of a body in that room and Jerry Tillery, right? Yeah. Yeah. Now it's desperate. Like, that's one of the things, you know, when we're talking about the Chargers lost this game due to injuries, is just they literally had a front with four defensive tackles and two edge rushers. We talked about it going into this week, right? When we were talking about our keys, like bringing out that formation they used against the Falcons, four down linemen, Derwin James on the edge, Khalil Mack on the other edge. Yeah. They literally, by the end of the game, David did not have enough bodies to actually run that formation. Like, think about Madden, goal line front, goal line package. That's what the Chargers yeah. were kind of missing in this game by the end of it. So the buyer sell is this, the Chargers will add at least one defensive free agent or free agent defensive tackle this week. Yeah, I'm going to buy it. And, you know, and, and the reason why it's easy to do that is because Brandon Saley said that at, they were going to do that. Don't hear that often. Yeah. yeah. You know, in the media availability that was released, you know, the, the zoom call he does on Mondays, he said on, on depth along the defensive line, we'll have to work through that over the next 36 hours. We'll probably be making some a- acquisitions and then promote, uh, DL Joe Gaziano at some point this week we have cur- we have we have him currently on our team we will be working over the next 36 hours to make a couple of acquisitions to get up to full strength so that just tells you right there that the Chargers are going to be adding bodies they have to I mean you yeah you lose three guys in your defensive line rotation group I mean hey you know shout out to Sebastian Jeff- Joseph Day <laughs> and Br- Braden Fehoko and Morgan Fox those guys played pretty much the entire fourth quarter and you know they they played admirably i mean but, yeah. you know that's a that's a position group that really relies on rotation to keep those bodies fresh and they just could not do that so the chargers have to go out there and get some guys to fill in that room yeah that, i mean it's an easy buy or sell because they don't really have a choice in the head yeah. coach saying hey there's going to be moves here <laughs> yeah. this is where i guess part of the bad news the worst news comes in don't get your hopes up for and sue 
right? right? I think that's kind of what I wanted the message I want to get across to people. It's like, you know, look for more of a Jeremiah Tauchu, Derek yeah. Tuska yeah. level free agent defensive tackle. I they ain't got the money, about... folks. They ain't got the money. <laughs> well, yeah, and it's just like, I mean, they've already kind of showed you the type of moves they're they're trying to make, you know, adding yeah. you know, Michael Jaquette as a corner right. like it's just that's <laughs> that's kind of where the charges are at and where their off-season or in-season additions have kind of been so far this year yeah but they will add players i just think that they're going to be practice squad players i don't think they're going to be any of these big name free agents that are kind of still sitting at home you know waiting for a team to call i'd be surprised yeah i do like the potential of joe gaziano though as far as an interior pass rusher because even with the improvements the charges have made a defensive tackle this year the interior pass rush outside of morgan fox i would say has not been good yeah, but I did think there was a silver lining to take away from that last game, David, which was, I mean, even with the Chargers getting as banged up as they were, the Chargers defense actually showed pretty good improvement in run defense in this game. Yeah, I agree. And, you know, they, they did a lot better than I expected them to. I mean, going into this game, you know, th- this one w- was the, you know, the, the strength going up against the weakness, you know, the San Francisco 49ers. You know, exotic rushing, you know, attack coming at you at all different angles with all different players. And they tried, you know, they tried, but the Chargers did a really good job of getting really creative in this game defensively, really mixing up, you know, the schemes and the coverages. And, you know, they were effective. You know, they only allowed 3.8 yards per carry on the ground. They didn't allow any 40 plus yard rushes. You know, and by proxy, no 50 plus yard rushes. Thank God uh, the, the the longest run on the day was 15 yards. So mm-hmm. there was a lot of, you know, jabs in there, a lot of six, seven, eight yard runs mixed in. But overall, you know, just you know, from beginning to end, you look at the end product, the run defense was much better and it was not the reason why the Chargers lost the game. So you have to definitely take that as a positive. Yeah, I mean, I think it was much more in this game. I'm definitely buying that you saw improvement. And I I think Brandon Staley deserves a ton of credit, too. I know people aren't trying to credit Brandon Staley for many things, but, like, he said that he executed the best game plan he ever has as a defensive coach. And I don't know if I'd go that far. I mean, I'm not watching every one of his games or have that kind of database off the top of my head. But, like, I can't argue with him too much because I did think they had a pretty incredible game plan. And, I mean, they held – the San Francisco 49ers do under four yards per carry, obviously. It got worse in the second half when they started yeah. losing dudes, right? They only allowed 3.2 yards per carry in the first half and only allowed 50 yards. They allowed 107 That's great. Yeah. in the second half, right? When, you know, and they were on the field for 40 plus plays. So oh, yeah, it was brutal. Brain Staley is coming. He's not just sitting there, right? Like he's right. bringing out four defensive linemen friends. He's putting Derwin James on the edge. Like he's trying to push all he's the right doing buttons. Everything he can, yeah. He's making all the adjustments he possibly can. He deserves a lot of credit for it because that uh, the problem wasn't that they couldn't stop the run. I mean, credit to the 49ers who stuck with it. I mean, I would have given Debo Samuel probably 10 more carries in the game. But at <laughs> yeah. the same time, though, like they stuck with it. They ran the ball 41 times in that yeah. game. And yeah. I think for the Chargers being a, such a bad matchup, you would take that. You would take that going in 3.8, 100%. And I think yeah. really what screwed them defensively was – getting the stops on early downs and then just not being able to come away with those third and long yes. David. Like at the end yes. of the day, that's really what did it because they got right. themselves in a lot of favorable third down situations where they just couldn't get off the field. 
Right. And that's what I was talking about earlier. It's just yeah. so crippling. You know, you get in those situations where you are supposed to have the advantage defensively. You are supposed to be able to get them off the field and be able to give your offense another opportunity. You know, unfortunately, the offense was kind of futile in the second half. They were getting, <laughs> they were getting shut down, but Very you never know what's going to happen. But that's what sucked in this game. You know, you just you saw the Chargers get in the into the situations where, okay, you got a loss or, hey, you stopped him on a short run. Okay, cool. Now it's time to see that exotic blitz package, you know, get there, get after the quarterback and get off the field. And they just couldn't do it. And, you know, they couldn't do it to the tune of like five third and longs. They just they just could not get off the field. Yeah, and Brandon Seeley talked about it, too. He's like, hey, we had three drives with three third and six pluses, you know, yeah. and and some of those we had really tight coverage, and some yeah. of them they did, and they made some really good plays. But he did point out, you know, the one Jawan Jennings where you have a tackle before the first down marker and you can't make it. That's a huge play. Yeah. And then you also have the all-out blitz where the blitz just doesn't get home in time and, and right. leaves a big hole in the middle of the defense, right? Because you basically cover zero at that point. Right, yeah, you, you took a chance. And and I'm all right with that one. You know, you, you took the chance. It just didn't work out. And that also leads me to this, David, where it's like I'm not even sure if that is the biggest problem with the Chargers right now is their run defense. I think the much bigger problem is the pass rush because I yeah. think the biggest thing is, is, hey, you had to bring a cover zero blitz to try to get a, you know, a for sure pressure against the san francisco 49ers so like i think that's something where that is really really hurting this defense because the run defense is coming through getting the 49ers you know not a great passing attack but a passing attack who has plenty of weapons i mean obviously come back joey please Uh, 100 but you just didn't have the pass rush once you got into those favorable matchups to force enough pressure to you know make jimmy g throw it away exactly right leo mac did get there yeah, they were bad. Like the 49ers totally fell apart every time Julio mm-hmm. Mack, yeah. you know, was breathing down Jimmy G's neck. It just that's true. He can't do it by himself. Every right. team knows where they have to help. Right. And it's just you're and not he's getting been enough phenomenal too. Pressure. You know, Mack's yeah. been fantastic. He just can't do it all on its own. Seven all sacks. on his own. That's yeah. why, you know, it's going to be great when Joey comes back, because then, you know, you can really see the vision unfold that you had before the season started of having those guys tear quarterbacks heads off. Yeah, the dude's on pace for like. 12 13 sacks this year he's he's been as advertised fantastic and he's doing a lot of this without joey bosa on the other side to really get him favorable matchups i mean you can't say enough about Khalil Mack. you just wonder where this team would be without him and derwin james right who derailed two 49ers drives and and single-handedly took them off the field twice yeah one with Khalil Mack on one series a sack and a pressure that made a third and 20 and then derwin james forcing a fumble with the scientist samuel jr throwing brandon Ayuk into him that was a, a fun <laughs> play as well and the chargers just getting on top of a fumble yes great to see but yeah. that is going to wrap things up for today's show we will be back here tomorrow guys for our chargers mailbag the wednesday mailbag make sure you guys are hitting us up and putting your questions in so you guys can get them answered on tomorrow's show you can do that here by subscribing to our locked on chargers youtube channel put your question in the comments and we can get it on the show you can also hit us up on twitter at locked on lac and you can also find me on Twitter at Dan Talk Sports and David Drogemeyer on Twitter at Drotalk SD. His DMs are always open. You can DM, DM him with your question as well. You can also hit us up on Instagram at Locked On Chargers. And you can also hit us up on our Locked On Chargers Facebook page. We also have a voicemail line that you guys can call into if you want to call in. Get a 30 second question in to get it on tomorrow's show. You can call in at 323 524 7924. And we'll try to get as many of those on the show tomorrow as we possibly can. But thank you guys so much for making us your first listen today. If you guys need a second listen, make sure to check out Locked On Sports Today, which has the biggest stories going on around the entire sports world, including 
the hot take of the day. So make sure you're checking that out wherever you get your podcast from, because just like this one, you can find it anytime for free, available every day, wherever you get your podcast from, whether that's Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever. But we'll be back here tomorrow, guys, with our Chargers mailbag and the latest Chargers news. But until then, take it easy and go Bolts.